Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today I am rejoined by my awesome cousin Sam. Sam, how are you doing today? Yeah, good, thank you, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing alright, sir. Uh, I've been a little bit under the weather this week, uh, so I am uh, slightly out of breath. <laughs> I've had a sinus infection that is uh, that is messing with me, so uh, dear listener, please bear in mind. And also, I've got a lovely puppy Luna under me who's feeling uh, potentially neglected because I'm not playing with her right this second and uh, if you don't play with her for more than five minutes she's like why don't you love me she's adorable and I will be playing with her as soon as I am uh, as soon as we wrap this up but uh, hope y'all are having a great day anybody listening in Canada I hope you had a wonderful Canada day and a, uh, a great holiday Monday we are back this week with uh, with Sam and uh Sam, last time we chatted, uh, we had a conversation about politics, and it was a blast, and uh, I wanted to continue that. So we are back talking politics, and I saw a couple questions on the Christianity subreddit, r slash Christianity, that I was like, you know what, let's talk about this, and I want to talk with my boy about it, and I saw two interesting questions, and then there's some sub stuff we can get into, but the main one is... Can Christians vote non-conservative? Now, before I throw it to you, uh, from my viewpoint, yes. In my viewpoint, yes, you can. Um, And I didn't think this was a thing that people uh, truly thought that if you're a Christian, you can't. Um, Like, I've got a friend who's a diehard conservative, and they have always thrown out to me, but in a joking manner, a Christian vote is a conservative vote, or the joke phrase that the eleventh, the unwritten eleventh commandment is "Thou shalt vote conservative." Um, but it turns out people truly hold to this. And as I was reading through, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like this is a serious viewpoint. Where this friend, they had always presented it in a joking manner, and they always, even though they disagreed with how I voted. They were respectful about it. We could have a conversation and an open dialogue, and it was great. Uh, But I've seen increasingly online, but as I've read through, and as we talked about last time, dialogue to me is a great thing. I try to understand people who I disagree with, and I'd love to hear their viewpoints so I can understand where they're coming from and also grow. If I'm wrong and someone sways me, well, that happens. Um, So... Sam, I'm going to toss the question over to you. Can a Christian not vote conservative? Yeah, it's an interesting question, Chris. I mean, uh, it really depends on the parties which you've got involved and uh, what sort of uh, yeah, yeah, people and, and policies you're going to be voting for. In the UK and, and Canada, uh, the parties are a lot different. You're voting for different things. I think the main point to come out of this is actually when you're voting for a party, uh, the policies are never going to be fully 100% in your favour in terms of your theological viewpoint on pretty much anything. I mean, even the Christian parties in the UK and I'm sure in Canada as well, uh, they will have points and policies which you disagree with. Yeah, um, I've always joked with people that a uh, true Christian vote is for the Christian party of Canada. And I say that jokingly because I don't actually believe that. But yeah, I, I disagree with a number of things on the Christian party platform, which has been my main reason for not voting them. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, so I, I, I think that actually when we're 
discussing uh, whether it's right for Christians to vote non-conservative or conservative, uh, a lot of a lot of people will say it's wrong or right, depending uh, on what their leaning is in terms of what they're voting for. Uh, I mean, you could have a party which morally is uh, a lot more conservatively leaning, yet be uh, opposite in their fiscal stance in terms of uh, if you were for, say, uh, more free market capitalism um, and less, uh, less sort of liberal, uh, liberal policies in that area. Um, you might uh, be voting, you have to sort of pick your battles, you have to pick your sides. What do you want? Do you want to uh, fight the moral uh, ground, for example, on abortion or um, on various other issues w- within the church and uh, within society? Um, or are you going to fight for a level playing field? Um, a lot of uh, people I know would try and vote for a level playing field where you could have... Um, uh, a a free discussion where Christianity and atheism and all of these can rise to the surface and actually battle it out in a battle of ideas rather than a battle of some policy and political wrangling, which can also can get really really messy sometimes. Uh, however, <coughs> I, I think the the point some of these people are trying to get at, I can imagine their their viewpoint is saying, oh well. From a moral point of view, you say it was from the US. Uh, it's traditionally seen the Republican Party is a lot more morally conservative than the Democratic Party, uh, and and I see and from some point people being like, okay, uh, the moral uh, points are the ones that sh- we as Christians should be fighting for. Um, we but it really depends again. As I said, where you're where you're uh, where your focal point is going to lie uh, within your political vote. Yeah, I uh, I agree entirely. Even though uh, up front I said, yes, uh, a Christian can vote non-conservative, I think, like, you, you raised a really good point. It depends on, like, why. And that's not an asterisk. Um, it's just, to me, whenever I voted non-conservative, it's because I felt that other parties were presenting stuff that would be helping people in another biblical way. Where, um, like for example, in Canada, the Conservative Party is much more fiscally conservative than they are, say, morally conservative. Where they, even though they might not agree with abortion or gay marriage, it's not something they'll leave and touch on the floor about engaging about taking away or like even revisiting there's been numerous times where it's someone's like i want to talk about this and they're like look we we don't address this like we don't agree but we're not broaching it it is what it is uh but in their fiscal conservativeness there's times where it's uh social programming and other things that might help people on the streets the poor and burdened i'm struggling with words here but the neglected the People that you can see in scripture, uh, Jesus has said, care for, they kind of get left to the sidelines, the marginalized. So other parties do more stuff to try to engage that. So I can see why Christians would vote them, even though other things in their policies, I'd lean towards not. Yeah, so for, for me, I think uh, in, in our country, in the UK, uh, bring the, uh, the years back, sort of 50, 60 years ago, I mean, you've you've got a the whole country has shifted morally 
um, from a point which is sort of more aligned with Christian morals, especially in the UK, uh, to a point where we're moving away from it. I mean, the next uh, in line for the throne, uh, Prince uh, Charles, says that he's not going to be the head of the church, but the head of uh, all religions uh, in in the country, um, which is a bit of a, a interesting way to sort of divorce themselves. Uh, they all still they still don't know how that's going to work out because they're going to have to somehow uh, see how that will work within the country. But we're we're moving in the UK from a country which was primarily a Christian country, depending on how you define that, to uh, a country which is a lot more mixed. And I'd probably say, uh, yeah, a couple, couple like a generation ago, most people would vote conservative if they wanted that moral vote, uh, <coughs> especially with some uh, more, uh, although the, the focus was more on the fiscal side, sort of with the, around the time of sort of Margaret Thatcher and that sort of thing. Uh, however, today the vote in the UK is very much the moral vote is in there. The Conservative Party is no longer a conservative moral vote. Uh, there is no real party which offers that, uh, and the hard work really is going to have to happen on the ground uh, in in the streets with us. Just yeah, putting our point of view out there, uh, because at the moment the politicians don't hold to that because the majority view or the supposed majority view of the country is a lot more liberal leaning and it's the same in Canada I believe where you've actually the whole moral side of uh, politics has sort of been thrown out of the window um, it's not really being discussed anymore uh, and it's a big problem uh, in the UK and in Canada because you we're going to see in the next sort of 20 years um, a, a collapse of certain yeah certain systems because we're just not talking about what's going on you know uh, we need to talk about these moral issues in depth rather than avoiding them. Uh, and the politicians have a big job on their hands, uh, especially as, as we continue to brush over these problems. Yeah, um, when you brought up the moral thing, it's interesting. Uh, I've looked at certain uh, charts and everything where it's in comparison to the U.S., um, which America, I... I I've got friends down there, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. It's just when I see your politics in the news and also in the divided media, uh, which is something that, that bothers me greatly. But you know what? I'm going to rant. Um, where it's my aunt posted something on, on Facebook recently where a news source had uh, represented uh, Trump in a positive way after there was the crap show that was uh, we're separating uh, immigrants from their from their children at the border, which is a terrible thing. Now, apparently, this has been a policy since the Bush days. It just wasn't getting publicized. But as it was going on with Trump last week, it has since that rule, to my understanding, has since been abolished. Uh, everybody was losing their mind, and the news was reporting it in a like in a way where it's like this is awful this president is terrible and all that and then another news source posted it from a positive point of view so my aunt posted that and then i'm reading through the comments and i'm just like man facebook is not the place to talk about politics um but it was just like man remember the days where you could go to the news where yes there would be a slight lean but it would be a slight lean it was a lot more medium where you'd get more of the 
the leaning in the in the opinion sections. But now with a lot of news, you can look at CNN as very left-leaning. You can look at Fox as very right-leaning. In Canada, for newspapers, you know, the Star is going to have a very liberal viewpoint. The Sun is going to have a very conservative viewpoint. And the Globe and Mail, I think, is a mix of the two or more libertarian. And then if you want a good viewpoint, a mixed viewpoint for the most part, you're looking to the free newspapers, where it's just like, I don't want to lean in my news. I want the story. Like, give me the story. And then through the conversations with other people, I'll be like, you know what? I'm wondering, what's, what is the liberal viewpoint of this? Hey, so-and-so, what's your viewpoint of this? <laughs> or what's the conservative viewpoint of this? Hey, so-and-so, what's your viewpoint of this? Um, yeah. It, so when I see what's going on down in the States in terms of how fervent the politics is and how, what the, that climate's like, it scares me. It, it legit scares me. And I see that coming up into Canada. I see that happening across the world where I'm like, politics are important, but just how much we're blowing it up and making it like this be all end all frightens me a bit. Um, but what I was going to say was uh, Canada is like... All our parties, even our right-wing parties, are to the left of virtually everything down in the States, where it's like, we don't really have many right-wing. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think having moral, like, we need to have those moral conversations. And you mentioned, like, that's that's going to be up to us in the streets. Uh, for Christians, that's going to be up to us in a one-on-one -on -one conversations. That's not a bad thing, in, in my estimation, because... We need to be doing that. It's easy to have a scapegoat being like, oh, look at so-and-so. Like, they're the role model to look to as the Christian. But then they're flawed people. And we are flawed people. We we still sin. We still stumble. But that's going to be the best influence, I think. Like, if someone wants to introduce me to a line of thought from a Ben Sharp Shapiro, I'm not going to get so much from him. But from the person who I see practicing like some of those values, but in a good way where it's not a, you're an idiot and whatever, if you disagree with me, that can sometimes come with that in Sharpiro's presentation. Um, like you can, you can learn more from one-on-one, -on -one, I think. So, sorry, I went on like three side tangents. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, I think there's, there's a couple interesting points you said there. I think the, the, uh, polarizing in the media you can sort of see that in the UK a little bit uh, I think more in the UK you've seen a shift to the left uh, the, the the media in general uh, you do get that polarization as well you, you get certain newspapers which are more right-wing more left-wing and you will generally uh, if your viewpoint is that you will go to them uh, I don't think actually uh, the polarization of the newspapers in the UK has too much effect on our voting left or right, uh, weirdly enough. Uh, there's always been something, uh, a sort of a silent conservative vote in the UK, uh, which does is, it doesn't show up on polls, it doesn't show up on uh, a lot of the media uh, side of things because it is a bit more left-leaning. And it's sort, of, uh, it's sort of hushed down a little bit more, but it is there. Yeah, the other interesting point you made about uh, 
how the moral side of things not being in politics might be a good thing, I sort of see that as a, a yes and a no uh, sort of uh, response to that. So I can see that as, as a positive because in the past you've seen the church when it is persecuted um, in a way or it isn't the norm. Uh, it's often when the church thrives uh, the, the most. I mean, uh, the, the example which pops to my head uh, would be sort of right at the beginning when, uh, when Christianity was under Roman persecution um, in the first century and second century. Uh, you you really did still see a an explosion of Christianity um, under that rule, and people who would uh, who would give up their lives uh, to spread it as well. You also get a rid of a a lot of uh, lukewarm Christianity, which is happy to just merge into the the background. Uh, and I mean uh, that's that's one of the things as as Christians, I think we need to be wary of is making sure that we are sticking firm to what we believe. Uh, and our faith and making sure that uh, when we are uh, being witnesses for Christ we're, we're, we're seeing the culture um, but we're not you know being being merged into it and if, if you find that your theology is lining up with exactly what society says uh, you might want to reevaluate what the Bible is actually saying in its cortex um, and uh, yeah just Reevaluating what what your what your faith is like in that sort of aspect, and seeing seeing what what issues are important to you. Um, the the no point I'd say to your uh, why I don't quite think it would be a, a good thing entirely is you want these debates to be had on the public sphere because you want people to be informed. I mean the the great thing is we can do it one on one. Uh, however, there is sort of quite a limited basis, especially if it's if the moral side of things is completely chucked out of politics. Uh, that's also uh, it's going to be chucked out of a lot of the media debates, and it's going to get a lot of people not thinking about why uh, people are um, yeah about these issues and seeing whether they actually care about them. Uh, so, in some ways, I can see the advantages and disadvantages of it not being in politics. Yeah, uh, to be absolutely clear, um, I do agree with you. I'm not saying it's only a, a positive. I'd love more uh, morals in politics and for the discussion to be there and that sort of thing. I guess what I meant more with that is kind of what you touched on where, especially from a Christian viewpoint, uh, when the church hasn't been in favor or in, in power, uh, like it's that's when it's thrived more um i'd like to see less lukewarm less being able to be like oh yeah i i do this and if you really want to see what this is about go to this guy i'm not like don't talk to me about it where yes having resources is absolutely a good thing uh there's absolutely times where i'm like if you want to see a good model of this uh here's a good person to look to but not at the expense of actually like having that one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone. Uh, so I just like the idea of it being where you can, the onus is still on us. Not that it's not on the, the politician. I think that there, it's a both and, it's not an either or. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I just wasn't sure if that was, that was clear before. All right, so, uh, one thing that kind of tied into that first question and I saw further discussed on that 
uh, subreddit was, uh, and we've kind of touched on this, but I think it's it's still worth going into a little bit. Does voting non-conservative mean that you are uh, that you are straying in your faith? Which to me, again, on the surface, I'm like, this this is a no. I think it depends. Like again, I'd say it depends a little bit on if your viewpoint, if if you're getting to conclusions and stuff where it's there is, in my estimation, a number of areas in the Bible where it's like it's deliberately gray. Where for some people, it's a this is a thing where yes, I can do this, I can support this, but then for others, it's a no. And I love that gray, and it's a fun place because you can have those conversations with people about like hey this is an okay thing for me to go with and somewhat not indulge in in a bad way but partake in and for other people it's a this is a straight shot no this is going to lead me to sin so I cannot partake I can't be around it uh, that being said there is absolutely 100% things in the Bible that are black and white that where the Lord has called them sin, where Jesus has said this is sin in the New Testament, where Paul has affirmed as well this is sin. Uh, so if you're in viewpoints where that's sin, that's where I'd be like, okay, maybe you're starting to stray in your faith. But if you're like, I'm voting for this party, and it's not for those reasons, it's for other reasons that you can line up biblically, I'd say no. But again, I saw people arguing fervently and not jerkishly, where they thought if you were voting non-conservative, it meant you were straying in your faith. So, Sam. Yes, yeah, uh, again, you, you were correct in sort of saying it depends what you mean by conservative and what you're voting for. In the UK, it's, as we were discussing earlier, that the moral side of things isn't really there anymore. And it's the same with Canada, as we were discussing. So really what you're voting for is not... Um, oh, do I agree with gay marriage or do I agree with um, divorce or do I agree with various other things which are uh, mentioned in the Bible um, and and people holding those sort of moral positions. But it's more, um, for, for in, the, in the UK, for example, I vote conservative openly, vote conservative, but that's because I agree with the uh, fiscal policies of the Conservative Party. Uh, less so recently, but uh, let's, uh, that's, yeah, that's another subject. But I mean, uh, for me, I, I'd almost make an argument that non-voting is worse than non-voting non-conservative in some ways, um, huh. if you're not thinking about it. I mean, if you've taken a vote and you've been like, right, I've decided that, you know what, these parties that I, I think one might do better in terms of pushing a Christian a more Christian viewpoint in society than another. Maybe that idea of that freedom of ideas, uh, maybe if you vote against a party which is uh, trying to encourage that freedom versus another, just to pick an example out of the air, um, I'd say there's, there, is a, uh, there is a point where Christians are called to be involved in society. Um, I mean, God is uh, on, this, on this move, on this plan of reconciling all things to himself. And that includes society. There is a, I personally believe that there's a, a, a glorious uh, plan for society for it to be restored uh, before uh -huh. he comes again, before Jesus comes again. This idea that actually Jesus reigns and is king uh, and he is reigning now and he's going to restore all things into a society in which 
uh, which pleases him and most glorifies him. So in, in a way, us as Christians still have a vote um, and we should use that vote to try and push uh, Christian values w- wherever they are. Uh, as we said in, in the UK and Canada, actually, it doesn't particularly matter um, in terms of moral issues. I think in America, there's a little bit of a difference in terms of uh, what you vote for and who you can vote for and, and the moral issues which are entwined in that. For me, I would not touch the Democratic Party with a stick uh, just because of their moral uh, their moral views on various other things, uh, which is probably what pushed a lot of people in the, uh, the latest election, the Trump-Clinton election, to vote for Trump. Uh, this traditionally conservative country, generally, um, their whole spectrum has shifted more conservatively than, than say, Canada and the UK. Um, and the idea of uh, the Democratic Party getting in um, has a lot of implications. The largest implication, in fact, and I was talking to uh, a friend of mine the other day, and they think this is the, the single reason which, which uh, meant that Trump got in, was the, uh, the opening up of a Supreme Court nominee um, for, mm. in the US. In the US. And the implications of that are um, if the, they uh, got a Democratic nominee um, into the courts, it would mean that the, uh, they would have a liberal-leaning Supreme Court for the first time. I don't know if this is the first time um, I'd have to check, but actually it would, be, uh, it would mean a significant shift uh, in the moral uh, sort of side of society. If your courts are voting more liberal on issues um, and interpreting laws um, more liberally, uh, that has significant implications for society. And it was probably one of the main factors why Trump got in over Clinton uh, was that moral side. But as I said, in, in the UK and in Canada, we don't really have to worry about that. Does voting non-conservative in uh, America mean that you're losing your faith? Is it? It's a difficult question. Again, uh, it depends on a local level what people are pushing. It depends on a uh, state level what people are pushing. There are so many variables um, in different states, in different policies, which people are going to be uh, pushing. Um, It really does depend. Uh, I do see people's arguments, uh, why they could see Uh if you're voting non-conservative on a moral issue, if that's been like, does that show that you're, your uh, your faith in certain moral uh, firm moral points which you were talking about within the Bible which are called as sin um, does that mean that you're straying from your faith I think you'd have to work that out on an individual level and I don't think you, it's we can really judge and say flat out right non-conservatives uh, that the vote non-conservative uh, are straying in the faith I mean there are plenty of uh, I'm sure there are plenty of people in the UK Canada and America which vote uh, more liberally yet uh, are still strong in their faith. I think we do have to be careful however to make sure that we do maintain that sort of orthodoxy which we have where the the biblical uh, standpoint on various things is the thing which is taken as first priority uh, whichever way we vote. Yeah, so a couple things to to that. Um, I definitely think it's interesting that you brought up the uh, Christians needing to be part of society and contributing to voting. Um, I encourage everybody to vote, and I definitely think, yes, we do have a mandate uh, as Christians to be involved and to vote. Now, that being said, that's not to guilt or shame anybody who doesn't vote every once in a while. 
Like, life happens. Sometimes you just can't get out. Sometimes you can't do it. I'm not saying you need, you absolutely need to vote in every single election. Sometimes stuff happens. That being said, uh, if you are actively non-participating in every single one, then I'd be like, let's have a conversation. Um, because I do think, yes, you can vote against the party. Uh, you can go in and you can deliberately spoil your ballot in a way where you're putting an X through something where you're saying like, I don't agree with any of the above options. This is consider this a non-vote. You can essentially vote a non-vote. And if enough people do that, that will send a message that will still do things where it can be like, I don't agree. So you don't vote in an, an election if it happens that if you're going through a busy season or something comes up, then I can understand. And I'm not going to be like, well, you did wrong here, son. But if, if it's a continued habit, if it's something that is a thing where you're like, I just don't care, I never vote, then I'd be like, hold up. Hold the phone. Uh, to the other thing, like, I definitely think down in the States it can be a bit trickier, but I do think, I, I love that you said it's it's not a blanket statement. Uh, it's not a, this, like, apply to all situation. I know people down in the, in the States who would have, who would have voted Democratic, but in the sense of not because they agreed with all the policies they were pushing, but there were some that were standing up for people that they were like, the conservative party has ignored. Um, the conservative party has gone against. I might disagree with some of the things that Obama did, but I also really disagreed with some of the stuff that Bush did. And I disagreed with some of the stuff that Clinton did before him. Like it's look, it, it becomes tricky because not, there isn't one party that does everything that you line up with where it's like the conservative party might morally and fiscally do stuff that I agree with, but it's at the expense of, like these people who, or in this case of the states, like the Republican Party, who is at the expense of these people who are downtrodden, who are ignored, who are poor, etc., etc., um, where it's like, I can't in good conscience and after much prayer vote for a party that, that does that. So then it's like, there's a party coming in who I don't agree with all their stuff where it's like, there's th they're doing this stuff, which I which the Bible says is sin, but they're also doing stuff that the Bible says is good work. So it's it's a very conflicting thing. So I do agree with you. I think it's something that uh, you need to apply much prayer to. It's something I'd encourage everybody on everything. Pray. It's one of the first things we're supposed to do. Pray. Pray about a situation before you do it. Pray about a situation uh, like a thing coming up, a job a relationship, any big decision, I'd be like, look, turn this over to the Lord. And he, he might not actually be like, kick you one way, not kick you, but like send you one way or another. It might just be like, you know what? Either way, this is good. Other times it might be like, now nah, I'm going to close this door. This is where you're going. Pray about a situation before. Pray about the vote. And I, I, yeah, I don't think it's a catch-all. So thank you for... Uh, engaging with <laughs> and and bringing up like it's not a it's not a catch-all it's not a blanket statement yeah i think the the main point we've sort of picked on uh, a lot throughout our conversations is that idea that actually life is a lot more complicated than conservatives are uh morally superior and 
liberals are complete uh yeah so and so's uh when when it comes to that actually certain policies may be in favor uh, in on the liberal side may favor uh, christian values and uh others may not and actually we just need to evaluate it on on, on an individual basis uh, as it comes to it it might so happen that actually um it's 80 percent 90 percent of the time the conservative vote uh does look like the more uh christian vote um in the states i could imagine that being the case uh, more so than uh in the uk or in, in canada but actually uh yeah i think that there there is room to just be like right uh people need to make an individual decision uh and they do need to pray as you said they do need to read their bible and see what it actually says uh instead of just trusting uh other people to feed it to them uh and they just need to yeah they just need to evaluate for themselves what they what they believe the bible says and what uh party aligns with that and that's not always going to be conservative sometimes it might be and we just need to be open to that possibility uh, just because you mentioned like actually reading their Bible and seeing what it says, uh, shout out to Pastor Daniel, my father-in-law Tom, and any other pastor, and I know there's a bunch that do this, but that actually uh, encourage you before they preach to flip open your scriptures so you can read the word with them so it's not you know it's not just their interpretation. Uh, I've heard Daniel and my father-in-law say like, Flip open your Bible, read this passage as we go along so you know it's its words and not my my words. So you're not just taking my words. Uh, there was an example of a video online a while ago. This isn't politics, it's a side tangent, but just it's important. Um, where Joel Osteen was like, this scripture says this. <laughs> and then someone put what the scripture said below. And... In this case, I don't, and I don't agree with uh, Osteen and uh, the the prosperity viewpoint, and that's a different topic for a different time. But in this case, the the scripture he was citing was a completely different scripture, and it wasn't even like two pages over. It was, I think, it was a New Testament one, and the scripture he like he was citing an Old Testament scripture. It was a New Testament scripture, and it wasn't even about the same topic. So, yes read what things say read them for yourselves um and this is going to get me into my uh, my other topic uh it's a little bit i've seen with uh with echo chambers and i'll define that as just surrounding yourself with only people who agree with you only with viewpoints who agree like with the same viewpoints and only getting your resources your news and everything from stuff that agrees with you uh Listener, I'm going to ask, please please don't do that. Um, and I say that in love, where I'm not saying you shouldn't read stuff that agrees with you, but don't only read stuff that agrees with you. Because then we get to points where people are angry and upset all the time, where a conservative Christian can't fathom at all why their country would vote for a, par- for a liberal party. And they're devastated and they're upset and they don't understand and then they're just angry where it's like okay but did you have a conversation with someone from this other side or did you read something from this other side which wasn't the caricature that your paper or your your friends your viewpoint was making it out to be on the flip side 
like I work in a, in a Christian social work agency and we work with people on the street and I like I've had conversations with a number of people who only get their view their view from like a a very left-leaning side who can't fathom anybody having an opposing viewpoint and then it's just a pure anger response and they're like we're not talking about this we're not talking about this issue we're not talking about this issue and I'm just kind of like um I saw that very thing addressed in the news so I don't get where we're not seeing this talked about and then it's just yeah they couldn't fathom uh that opposing viewpoint and I'm just like let's let's have a conversation uh, so, yeah, I, I just like, please, <laughs> read different sites, the different sites, so you can understand and come to a better better spot. Yeah, I think that was a really important point you made, just to, to make sure that, uh, yeah, listeners, that we have a really uh, a varied uh, news source and a varied uh, sources where we're getting our information, whether that be left-leaning, right-leaning, liberal, conservative. I think the, me as a conservative, the reason why I do it is, I want to be informed about uh, their other people's opinions. I want to be able to come back at uh, these these arguments people are throwing at me. I think for for some people there can be a fear there that we uh, we we in reading these more liberal theologians or uh, liberal politicians or engaging with them, we're going to somehow be liberalised. Uh, or if you're a liberal and you don't want to engage with conservatives, you completely disagree with them, and you just don't want to have anything to do with them if you actually engage with them, that you might actually come around to their point of view. But ultimately, what is your viewpoint? Is your viewpoint to just maintain uh, certain points of view without actually knowing why you hold those views? Uh, or are you wanting to inform yourself and be like, right, actually, I believe this because of this, and I've seen the opposite opinion, and I don't agree with it. Um, and you'll be in a much better position when you do come and meet your friends who have opposing viewpoints to you uh, to engage with them and be like, right, um, I don't agree with you on this. And I know why, because I've read your argument before you said it. Uh, and that's that's you'll find a lot of the commentators who are uh, who, who do comments sort of you brought up Ben Shapiro before, but he even though. Um, we might not agree with him. I agree with him on a lot of things, not on everything. But actually, he does his research. He does look up what other people's viewpoints are. And, and he does come to an informed opinion. And that's what we want. We want informed opinions, not uh, ignorant opinions. Yeah. Um, and just the, the thing with Shapiro, it's uh, like, I know I've said stuff that could be negative against the guy. It's more so about his presentation at times and not so much him like his viewpoints he definitely comes from an informed opinion i can get i i give him credit for actually researching and engaging it's just more so the the presentation at points and how he can address certain things uh same thing with a a milo who's done things i tremendously disagree with and his presentation style i really really truly disagree with and it's unfortunate because at times when you get past that antagonistic presentation that he has, like some of the stuff that he's bringing up is worth talking about. He's done his research. He's getting these, like he's getting stats from places that are like legit and not just like, do trust me. Um, it's just more so like the, the presentation style. Um, and then the other thing you brought up, yeah, it's, it's important to read 
the the other viewpoints so you can become get to a more informed place so you can be like i disagree with you for x y and z like and it's not to be like i'm morally superior because i can win this argument because i can anticipate it and that's, i know that's not at all what you were saying it's just good to understand where that person is coming from like what what their argument is and then why you can be like i i'm still against this for for that reason but then also if you're going to say i think this is wrong it's good to know why you think it's wrong like i said up front i disagree with uh prosperity prosperity theology and that is something again that could be its own topic but I'm going to look into it to be like, if I'm going to say I am against this, I need to know why I'm against this. Not just because my friends say this is bad, or not just because the preachers I listen to are like, this is bad. You need to know why it's bad. Yes, I I totally agree with you, Chris. And especially when it comes to us as Christians uh, working out our viewpoints. Uh, I, I was listening to Francis Chan uh, probably a couple, couple months ago now, and, and I remember how he, he said you can literally find anyone uh, anyone with your opinion who has a PhD who says they're Christian. Uh, you can find people to back your argument up, but actually you need to know that argument yourself and know why you're convicted that way. Uh, I mean, that, the best way as, as Christians we're going to do that is read our Bible. Um, the Holy Spirit will reveal stuff to us. He'll prompt us in certain ways. Um, and you know that process of us being sanctified and being more brought into to Jesus' image. Um, actually, I think it's an uh, incredible opportunity we have to just grow in uh, in our faith, uh, in our knowledge uh, through the Word. Um, yeah. So, listener, if you're a Christian, I really do encourage just yeah get into your Bible. You know, it's uh, I was reading Ephesians one yesterday. If you uh, you're indulge me, Chris, um, and I think it's just incredible as as Christians that we have that, that joy um, of being adopted as sons and be joining in this, uh, this whole, uh, this whole uh, idea of God uh, coming and reconciling um, himself, us, us to him and then the whole of creation and, and heaven uh, to himself as well. Uh, and I think it's an incredible hope we have. And yeah, the Bible's full of it. So get reading. Uh, as you were talking, um, and it's something that, I just thought of there's a scripture that I think what for me hits the nail on the head for this uh, Proverbs 27:17, and I'm doing this from the ESV uh, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another uh, to me that is a big point of the faith and Christianity where we need to surround ourselves like we need to have people to iron these things out with and iron sharpening iron where it's like for a theological perspective it's about growing but then if you apply it to politics and other things it's like it's growing in that where you can grow together and again that doesn't mean you have to 100 percent agree you can disagree that's okay <laughs> and it can be i think as long as it's that respectful place yeah, I, I hope that applies. I'm not trying to force a, a scripture into a viewpoint. It's just something that reminded me. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, actually. Is there, there is time for private devotion. Uh, I think it's such an important, important time to just get into the Word by yourself and actually allow God to talk to you, um, allow space for, for God to talk to you and, and guide you. Uh, but equally, um, we're, we're told that we're, we're meant to be 
uh, in in communion in the church with other Christians, building each other up, uh, whether that be through just talking with each other, spiritual gifts, or whatever uh, means that is. Uh, we're called as Christians to build each other up, uh, and that's that's such an important thing, especially when it comes to forming opinions uh, on various uh, issues within the church, outside of the church, uh, especially if you if listener if you're thinking about which way i should vote if you've got an upcoming election or whatever it is um talk about it with your christian friends you know see what their opinion is uh read scripture together get it get into the word and see see what uh what god is is saying to you guys um and saying uh which way you should vote or what whatever moral issue that is whether that be a private issue or, or voting issue or whatever and um, there's so much knowledge and wisdom and uh incredible things that you can just gain from reading the word with alone or with one another uh yeah i really encourage you to do that all right sam thank you so much for that and thank you for joining us today uh dear listener i hope you've had a wonderful week and again i hope uh i i hope you heard our hearts um and understand like we're not trying to condemn or i'd never say like you need to vote this way and if someone's like i vote this even if i disagree i'd be like just curious why um and it it comes down to i think ironing sharpening iron and uh i like having these discussions i think and i think sam would say the same like dialogue is an important thing um so i hope you're hearing us i hope you're not yeah i hope you hear heard our hearts um and that you were encouraged by this um thank you for listening sam again thank you for joining us and dear listener i hope you have a wonderful day and uh god bless my friends Take care.